I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh. Yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was gonna love me? Who, who was gonna make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and don't say that, or I'll start crying. And ghosts don't cry. And my name is Colin Drucker, and this week we are Bull Baron back to Almodovar. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, you Said know, like a true gringo, gringo. Yeah, true gringo. Except I learned the last minute that it's all—all all these years I've been calling it Volver. It's Bolver. Yeah, the the V has like a soft B sound. Volver. Yeah, Volver, Volver. Yeah, I mean, I I'm mean, working on it. I think for the sake of it, we'll say Volver. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel think, like we won't yeah. even say it that many times, you know. Well, I mean, we say that now, and the rest of the yeah, episode is just a drinking Take game a drink. of times we say Volver uh, or Bullbear for that matter. <laughs> but Bullbear, yeah. yeah. In any event, uh, yes, we are continuing Almay Dovar uh, or Almay Dovar. Almay Dovar. You got to yes. get the accent in the right place. Uh, a whole month of Pedro Almodovar, and uh, this week we are covering 2006's Volver. 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 Coming back. Coming back. Yeah, coming back. Yeah. It's interesting because Volver, uh, Volver means to, to return, and obviously mm-hmm. coming back means the same thing. I'm sure it's just like... Um, Lost, not lost in translation, but like it can mean multiple things, which is fun. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, had you ever seen this before? I had not seen a lick of this movie. I had not even seen the trailer. Like if if you were to ask me, what do you think of when you think of Volver? I would think of Penelope Cruz wearing some like a red tank top and smoking a cigarette, that, mm. which is like very Pedro. Um, right. And, right. But I, I was like, I don't know what it's about. I expected like a quiet like torturous love story of some sort and like her and like women coming out on top and uh which i mean kind of happened to be honest yeah Um, it's not totally inaccurate but i loved this movie i was i was like so jazzed by it i think it's so much fun like i liked women on the verge but i loved volver what about, oh, what about you? Yeah, no. Well, that makes me knowing that you know, little spoiler alert for next week. Our next Pedro movie is going to be all about my mother, and so, which you have seen already, or you haven't? I I'm not. I, I listened okay. to half of your episode with you and Leanne. Did you have Leanne mm-hmm. for that? Yep. And I was like, I have to stop because I feel like they're getting into it, and I, from wh- how you were describing it, I was like, I feel like I'll watch this someday, and here we are. Yeah, and I just I feel like in terms of like different types of Almodovar movies, I feel like if you loved Volver, I mean, I just I don't want to I don't want to play it up too much, but like yeah. 
I think you're gonna I think you're really gonna love all about my mother because I get what you're saying I feel like women on the verge of a nervous breakdown I feel like it represents more of kind of the wat the wacky farcical side of his movies yes. and then something like Volver leans more into the direction of it being you know almost like in in some points like a mystery or a thriller you know yeah yes I was so surprised like how this movie like just went in a completely different direction and how rich and intricate everything was. It's like almost borderline like telenovela. You know what I mean? Like just like, yeah. and she has cancer now. And I'm like, she has cancer. I like said that out loud. <laughs> right. Right. I was like, but I was like, I don't even care. This all works. It all works. And mm-hmm. I am so in for these women. Ugh. Oh, I love it. I mean, yeah, I feel like, I mean, I definitely had the feeling and maybe you did as well of just like, you know, for example, watching, watching four women move a freezer. Like, I don't know why that was so euphoric to me, but I was like, I never get to see this. Yes. (laughs) You know? (laughs) It's true. Oh, it really was like things that I never knew that I needed out of like an all female, like sort of ensemble cast. It was just, um... It was a gift. I, I really loved this movie. I, I want to watch it with Keon. But I'll tell you something. Um, those subtitles move fast, I will say. Sometimes mm. I had to pause a couple times. Um, you know, no uh-huh. fault of my own. It's just the conversation moves really fast. And I was like, um, and there's a yeah. lot of a lot of things to pay attention to, for sure. I know. I feel like that is like one of the unfortunate challenges is like I, I don't want to have to look at the subtitles because I want to just look at you know, the face journeys. I want to look at the composition of the scene. I want to, you know, like there's just so many other things to look at, but it's like, Oh, I also need to like figure out what they're saying. And uh, so I guess it does. I guess the the upside of that is you get the benefit of watching this twice. It's like you get kind of a fresh experience. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, so Volver. So this is of course uh, the only time this may have come up in the past in our conversations, maybe when we talked about Penelope Cruz, uh, for Vicky Cristina Barcelona, but also yeah. she was nominated for Best Actress for this the same year. I think you mentioned last week the same year that Helen Mirren won for The Queen. But, you know, oh. a, a favorite around these parts, Judy Dench was nominated for Notes on a Scandal. Oh, my God. What a year. Yeah. And, of course, Kate Blanchett, Best Supporting Actress. And so I feel like, you know, even like for the longest time, probably up until doing this this episode, if I were to look at like the nominees of that year, because I think it was like, you know, Kate Winslet and Little Children. And um, I, I looked it up and then I did not keep That's it up okay. in any event. It was a bunch of other nominations that I, I would have had like an opinion on. And then I feel like Penelope Cruz in uh, this movie, Volver, Volver, somewhere in the middle. Uh, I feel like I was having the same reaction that I had to her in Parallel Mothers, where it was like, oh, yeah, I don't know much about that. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I feel like I'm okay. So just to to clarify, because actually the one I'm missing is pretty significant. This was the year of Helen Mirren and the Queen, Judy Dench and Notes on a Scandal, Kate Winslet and Little Children, and Meryl Streep in The Devil Wears Prada. <gasps> so like Penelope just Whoa. I think got lost in that mix, you know? I mean, stacked. Yeah, and I guess you could say it was maybe not the same stacking this year, but I feel like, or this previous year, but I feel like with Parallel Mothers, it was the same kind of like dark horse in the race, you know? Yes, and 
Now tell me this. I know I don't know if you have IMDb still open because I think we talked about it. Did her Oscar for um, Vicky Cristina come after this nomination? Like, because oh, I feel like that happens so so often. It's like you're nominated for something, but that year you just don't win it. But then you're nominated. It's like Renee Zellweger for Chicago. It's like she right. probably should have won for that. We'll give it to her for like Cold Jesus Mountain. Christ, Cold Mountain. Sorry, yeah. that's that's one of the worst. One of the worst. Yeah. I've never we'll seen do, like, it. a Razzie episode of that. Yeah, go on. Oh, you've not seen it? No, and I've never wanted to, but I Oof. guess, you know, if we ever need to kind of complete our catalog. Yeah, um, I mean. Yeah. But go could on. Could be fun. So uh, uh, this movie, I mean, here you were saying we're not going to say the title that much, and I have said it so many times and incorrectly <laughs> at least 80% of the time. Um, so this movie came out in 2006, and then it, she was nominated in the 2007 Os- uh, Oscars, and then Vicky Cristina Barcelona came out in 2008. So yeah, this was uh, hot uh, on the heels. Interesting, interesting. I see what you're doing there. Yeah, and I remember kind of feeling at the time like, I guess – Penelope Cruz probably didn't I mean and granted my understanding of Penelope Cruz was super limited but I feel like like a lot of people I first became aware of her from Vanilla Sky. Ooh, that's funny Keanu and I were talking about that and that was a remake. It I was. It was. There was it was a remake from a movie that she was also in in 1997. Yes. Uh, uh, open your eyes or Abra Los something ojos. Los Ojos. Abra yeah. Los Ojos, yeah. Penelope man. She packs a punch. I can't wait uh, to talk about her. Can't yeah. Wait. Well, and, and you know what's exciting is that we will be talking about her the rest of the month because she is in the <sighs> next three movies. I That made so, me so happy. Just yeah. thinking of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know nothing about Parallel Mothers. So I'm going into that almost Same. completely blind. Yeah. 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 But Bolbert Volver somewhere in the middle. Uh, this is <laughs> similar to, I mean, I would say similar from my experience seeing All About My Mother and from Women on the Verge. It is, there is no elevator pitch plot description. Like there is, yeah, uh, there's a, a season of television, uh, a season of telenovela television packed into this movie. I tried to describe it to Keon last night over the phone and I was like, it was impossible. Even me explaining it, I was confusing myself. Yeah, but it's it's sort of two plots happening at the same time. In one, there's so Penelope Clu- Cruz, probably Cruz. I know how to say that. <laughs> Penelope Cruz plays Raimunda, and she and her sister Sol, uh, their their mother had their parents had died in a fire years ago, and so uh, they've gone to visit the grave of their mother. You know, with. Uh, Penelope with uh, Raimunda's daughter Paula and they go to visit their aunt Aunt Paula who, you know who is played by another, again I'm going to butcher her name but we Chus saw her Chus yeah, Lampriave like but we saw her as the porter in uh, yes. What's Her Snakes uh, Women on the Verge Women on the Verge yes and that was there, there was sort of a it was like and I think we'll have this experience with Penelope Cruz of like oh look it's you in a totally different role and at a different age and like I don't know I think that's going to be it was already kind of fun with this movie seeing Car- Carmen Maura again. It was like, ugh, my old friend Peppa, you know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Carmen Maura is, like, giving such Olivia Coleman vibes. Did you oh get that? Oh, my. Yes. I yes, wanted to was... say it first because I knew you'd, you'd catch it as well. Like, I, it made me love it more. <laughs> so, yeah. She's like very similar looking to Olivia Coleman in this movie. It's, it's it's 
kind of fun. It's nuts, but it did. I, I remember having that feeling of like, oh, I know who you look like. And so she plays Irene, who uh, mm-hmm. at first we think has come back from the dead. Uh, but in fact, you know, spoiler alert, she, you know, it's a whole complicated plot that involves yeah. her not dying. And um, and then in the meantime, Paola kills Paco, who it was <gasps> not actually her father, but she thought he was her father. Then he attacked her and she killed him in self-defense. And then Raimunda has to hide the body in a freezer at this restaurant that she's now watching while the owner is in Barcelona. <laughs> and now there's a yeah. movie crew that she's catering. And um, uh, she gets the help from – and this is, of course, my favorite thing about the movie is the the helping hands of the neighbor the neighborhood uh, – you know, uh, ladies. Oh, the women. And the <sighs> women. There's, there's just a there's a community of women here that are just willing to help. I love those women, Inez. I I just like was Inez the one who went with her to like bury the body? I can't remember. But they that yeah. was Regina or um, okay, probably, Regina, Regina. Uh, sure. Did you recognize who that was? No. <gasps> That's Janice from Holy Camp. Oh my goodness. Yeah. She I was like you. I love <gasps> you. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> that like yeah, she... blew my mind. Even though like I kind of knew maybe, but obviously I didn't. Yeah, she uh she looked familiar. I, she looked familiar and I was like, is that her? And sure enough, she Ugh. was uh, she was the camp cook. So in this one, yeah, she's like a local prostitute who ends up. I mean, you know what this reminded me of was remember the character of I think Anna in Women on the Verge who who was along for the ride in the taxi and motorcycle yes, chase. Very much. Who just that, kind of yeah. like shows up and gets to be in a part of the movie, you know, and yep. like gets to be the featured supporting character for a chapter. And, you know, and she kind of has, she's a couple scenes before this, but yeah, then she goes with Raimunda eventually to bury the body by the, by the river. And I just, I loved it. I love that we spent so much time with the two of them. Yeah. And the, like, you know, they've known each other since they, they were like kids and they're mm. just like, and like they've been in the neighborhood and there's no questioning. It's just like, all right, I'll help you. It's fine. Right. Right. Just let me sleep. I, I love that. I love that throughout the movie, there is like in so many ways, like women supporting or accepting each other or, you know, kind of just being present for each other. And I think, you know, when the, when the film crew is coming into town and, and they're looking to use the restaurant for, you know, to have dinner. And then Raimunda is just, you know, asking Regina for, you know, the pork thing that she just bought and asking the other woman for the I cookies. I loved how that, I know that whole sequence. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem. Like, there was no fighting. And I think that was something that I really enjoyed about this movie was, like, and especially when it comes to the the idea of, like, Irene coming back from the dead is, like, there is just kind of a, like, acceptance of one another, you know? Yeah. I I don't know. That sense of community that we always talk about, too. It's like, oh, I want to live in a village where everyone just, like, I don't know. We all say hi to each other. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I, right? But I just want those people. But like, it's like they didn't choose each other at the same time either. They just like where they grew up. So it's, I don't know. It's their family, but it's also their neighbors at the same time. Yeah, I feel like we had a we had a similar feeling when we saw Belfast. 
you know, of like, yeah, oh, yes, I mean, granted, yes. it wasn't all, you know, peaches and lollipops and Belfast, obviously, but <laughs> the the sense of community, the sense of all knowing each other and kind of, you know, that was obviously like the dramatic tension of like leaving Belfast, but leaving like all of their support system. And yeah. I feel like we really see that here where um, it is very much even specifically the women, you know, whereas... Uh, the only time we really see the men are really after uh, Aunt Paula's funeral when all the men are gathered separately from the women. Yep. Soul like stumbles onto them. And uh, so the the men really are completely, they they offer nothing to this. I mean, there's yeah. like, there's like the production guy from the movie who you think is going to be a love interest with Raimunda, but she's just not having it. And I love that it didn't span out. Uh, she's like, I got shit to do. Like, I'll smile at you from across the bar, but get out get out right get out yeah get <laughs> out how do you say get out in spanish yeah uh i'll look it up I'll, I'll look it up and then i'll have google tell us and then we'll repeat it in a terrible scram kid yeah i think let's see get out in spanish language let's see sal sal s-a-l sal yeah sal. Sal. yeah uh, so we'll see i'm sure Here that's probably not entirely accurate but anyway <laughs> I'm glad we resolved that. So, uh, meanwhile, yeah. So Irene is is quote unquote back from the dead, and uh, after stowing away in in the trunk of Soul's car, uh, hides uh, out with her in her apartment, and then pretends to be her Russian uh, hairdressing assistant. <laughs> it really sounds like a circus, but it all works again. Yeah. You know, here was another example that I really liked was, you know, so she is posing as this, yeah, this this Russian woman who's going to help wash the hair of uh, Soul's clients. <laughs> and I felt like in a more obvious movie, the scene where she's washing the one woman's hair, she would like be fucking up because she's never done it before, you know, and it'd be this whole yeah. calamitous comical scene. And instead it just kind of starts happening and then that's the end of the scene. And I was like, oh, I was so like nervous that this was going to go poorly and they were going to, she was going to get yelled at or something. And I just yeah. like the suggestion that like, Nope, this worked. This, this ruse works, you know? Yeah. I mean, there was a point of this movie where I, especially with like Pedro's movies, I'm like, how silly is this movie going to get where I really did think she was a ghost at first. I was like, yeah. wait, I was like, okay, she's in the car. So she has physical things like is, is Sol just like hallucinating? You know what I mean? Is this like her way of like what's happening? But she is real, but it takes you a little bit to get there. Uh, for me, at least, foolishly. <laughs> I had no, honestly, I had just decided, yeah, she probably is a ghost. And I just thought this was the world that Pedro was creating and that there mm -hmm. was, you know, I mean, like the, and that's kind of one of the ideas in the movie is that like she could pretend to be a ghost in this village because it's a very superstitious village. If they yes. spotted her, they would be like, oh, yeah, I saw Irene's ghost. And so it was kind of like, I think I'd read somewhere that, that some of this, you know, the script was kind of commenting on how people, because I guess this village or, you know, this town is meant to represent where Pedro grew up. And so it's kind of also showing like how those people and how that village and in particular those women dealt with the culture of that village and dealt with like the culture around death and around grief and like, um, and yeah, the idea that this was, you know, these were superstitious people. And so like this whole like plot of pretending to be a ghost for years was completely possible. Yeah. I, 
and it's just set up so beautifully at the beginning. I love the opening shot of this movie. I was just like, oh, this is so beautiful to watch. But like they're they're also like cleaning their own graves or the graves of like loved ones. Uh-huh. So it's just like set up. It's like I guess it's like superstitious, but not really afraid. Like no one's ever really afraid. And, and I, I mean, that's I, I want that. I don't want to be afraid of like because and they kind of spell it out for you, too. It's like. If, or like when someone I can't remember who was talking during that scene like if a ghost comes just like t- like they were scared at first and then they just started talking to them and then you know it's it's very like a tropey sort of ghost thing like they can't cross over until you do this one thing that they regretted their whole life um, but yeah well we I, talked about this on the best supporting after show last week we did yes we did you know you just have to tell them you can be here just don't freak me out and don't scare my cat and don't break my air conditioner, yeah. And don't break my air conditioner. <laughs> I have oh, an update man. on that. We'll get to um, that. Yeah. Champing at the bit for an update on that air conditioner. <laughs> Folks, if you want to know what we're talking about, this is just a little plug and a PSA to remind you that on Patreon, every week, we do the best supporting after show where we continue to queen out on things we've been watching. We assign each other things every week. And then we, of course, do our assignments unless I forget, which happened once. Uh, <gasps> we once. have. BSAs of the week, but we also I have there we have talked about ghosts. We have talked about ghosts that may be in cahoots with Keon to break the air conditioner. Uh, it's just as juicy as it sounds, folks. So yeah, throw over um, Almodovar drama. Yeah. Yes, Almodovar. I I don't know. It's a but I do have um uh, yeah I have a status on that. We're we're also going to talk about the Tony Award nominations this week. Uh, some good stuff coming up. Yeah. Not to be confused with the Time Out New York nominations. Oh, don't even get me started with Man, that. Man, they really gooped you there. Oh, my that God. That was so messed up. I fell for it, too. I was looking at them like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Huh. I mean, I don't I don't think I'd seen any of those performances. So who was I to know? And also, like, then the actual nominations were not that different. But I guess. It really, they weren't. I was surprised. No. You, know, you know what I think of every time I hear Time Out New York? Do you, what do you think of when you hear Time Out New York? Time this Out is New like, York. It's such a deep cut of a podcast that we both really love and treasure. Oh, no. It, it's like it, it's circling in my brain. Time Out New York. That's okay. I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's How Was Your Week with Julie Klausner about how she uh-huh. had that neighbor with the dog. And she's like, I fucking hated that dog. And like, yes. she never speaks ill of pets. And he's like, hey, Julie, do you have any connections at Time Out New York? Oh I know you're God. a writer. And she's like, no. <laughs> and like, she got the, she got them like evicted or something because like they would throw their tennis ball against the door for the dog mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Oh, and it was like a whole arc. I love oh, Wow. That. I do New remember York. that. Hey Julie! <laughs> hey, oh my! Julie, you're hey, in Julie. show business, aren't you? And she like slams oh. the door shut. God, that it just also while we're plugging, you know, our own Patreon, you know, Patreon.com/slash/bsapod. Yeah, Julie Klausner's "How Is Your Week" podcast, which I think you listen to through the "How Is Your Week" app. Yes. Uh, like, oh my God! Spend Treasure the seven dollars. It's a tr- for the, the year. Interviews. Yeah, for the yes. year. Oh my Joan God. Rivers, mm-hmm. Andrea Martin, oh. um, some really great ladies. Yeah. Anyway. It's, anyway. <laughs> anyway. So uh, speaking of great ladies, yes. fun fact about this, you know, which is so fitting for an Amadovar movie, is that uh, at the Cannes Film Festival, I believe, 
uh, for best actress, it, it was an ensemble win for oh. the ladies of uh, Bobert Volver somewhere in the middle. I love that. Yeah. And so that includes, of course, Penelope Cruz, uh, Carmen Mauro, who's just a, a familiar face. And I don't know if we're going to. I, she's not in All About My Mother, and I don't know if she is in Parallel Mothers. Let's take a look. Okay. Let's see if it's our last Carmen. Um, yeah, we'll have to send her out in style. Well, it does not look like she is in Parallel Mothers, so this is probably our last. Uh, oh, she was in something called All About Mothers, and I was like, ah, no, you. that's not what we're looking for. So there's Carmen yeah. Maura. Uh, Lola Duen- Duenas uh, yes. plays Soul. Uh, Blanca Portillo, who plays Augustina, and Augustina, I can't believe we haven't even said her name yet. I know Augustina, who is the, you know, I guess a, yeah, like a you know another person that they grew up with and lives across the street and has been kind of looking in on Aunt Paula and um, and also uh, is diagnosed with cancer and is trying to track down where her mother is and of course. You know, act one gun, you know, it, it turns out. I mean, that's, of course, the big revelation, you know, big spoiler here that Irene did not die in the fire. It was Augustina's mother and uh, Raimunda and Raimunda and, and Sol's father who were having an affair. And Irene had set them on fire and they died in the fire. <laughs> it sounds so wild as you're describing it, but I love it. Yes. Keep it's going. nuts. Well, and then the added revelation that. <laughs> Raimunda's father impregnated her and so Paola is both her daughter and her sister the amount of times I gasped in the last 30 minutes of this movie and it was like a telenovela gasp you know what I mean like yeah just like close up on me I couldn't believe how much stuff they were dropping and I was just like I'm obsessed with this it's so good it's so good I mean I really I I mean, of course, we we are indeed having a month of, of Pedro, but I, this is inspiring me to just, like, see every one of his movies. If this is a common thread of, like, just, like, this soaking into a warm bath of lady acting, then, you know, I'm here for that. And I yeah. I feel like there is, uh, there is one Pedro movie that, I like, Bad Education, I think, is, there are, I don't believe there's much in the way of lady acting, but it is... Uh, very gay and so that might be interesting to watch just to kind of fill in the gaps but let's see bad education is an examination on the effect of franco era religious schooling and sexual abuse in the lives of two longtime friends so uh that sounds like fun right (laughs) yeah (laughs) sounds like a rainy saturday yeah but i don't see any ladies in this and so yeah i'm like that ramona gif okay just I know. Thinking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But hey, folks listening, I mean, that doesn't mean we should. I mean, I'd still see it, but, you know, my entry point for most things is like, well, who are the women? Where are the women? Where are the yes. women? How, how, how high in the cast list are they? Because if they're below fourth build, I'm nervous. Yeah. Unless you got like a star you know what i mean like brenda vaccaro comes in and at the 11th hour randomly right you know? right i'll maybe take I'll that over around. no one but you yeah. know maybe tell me up front yeah yeah so yeah that's i don't know why i'm talking about bad education yeah you were going through the cast yeah and uh, we yeah. we got stuck on uh or we, we stopped at augustina because i mean really one of my favorite bsas of the movie to be honest like i i will say this um, that uh, Carmen Maura and 
Penelope Cruz. They both won Goyas for this movie, Colin. Did you know that? Yes, they did. They, yes. they swept the Goyas. It really did. Best film, best director. Yeah, it was a. It was another best actress, best supporting actress combo. Didn't that happen for Women on the Verge as well? I think it was very. Yeah, I think it was similar. So, uh, yeah. Think, yes. It was, it's it just, was Carmen it, Maura and. Um, um, the one who was Candela, Candela, Candela. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and I actually found their Goya speeches on YouTube. I didn't understand. Get out. And it's so great. I just wanted to see like their reactions. Yeah. Um, and Carmen looks great. She like struts up on stage and she gives this great speech. She has like a fur on and uh, Penelope is just like overwhelmed. I love a good Penelope Cruz speech. I love her BSA Oscar speech. It's great. She's like, oh, has I... anyone ever fainted up here? It's so funny. <gasps> oh, I remember that because I think we She's probably so overwhelmed covered yeah. it in that episode. Yeah. Um, well, and, and then yeah, she went on to be the first Spanish actress to be nominated for an Oscar. Yes. So, uh, so good for her. Uh, but you know, raking in the goyas over here, you know. Yeah, and Augustina was also nominated. Blanca Portillo was nominated, but like, I just. Can we should, should can we talk about? I don't know where. Like, where do you want to go with it? You we know can what I talk mean? about anything you want. Okay, let's do it. I mean, I really think I was like struck by her, like with her short hair, and like I was like, "Are you a lesbian? I don't mm. know. I don't even care, but I just love like the energy you're giving off. I love that she grows her own weed. I, oh, I love that. Yes, and I don't know if this was like. Lost in translation, but the one part where um, where Augustina, um, like Sol comes up to the for the funeral of Tia uh, Paula, and she's like, "Come on, we're the principal mourners." Yes, <laughs> I just love that. I, I love like, that, Ugh. and I hope it. It just seemed like such a perfect thing to say, and mm-hmm. um, her monologue to soul about Tia Paula's death and the ladies reacting around her with those fans. I was mm-hmm. cackling through it. Like it was just so spot on of just like how I feel those. It reminded me of like Keon's mom and all of her like Lebanese friends. Like just Ugh. like, cause that's what they would do too. They would all right. like, they'd be there. They'd be like with their rosaries, you know, it's, um, right. it's such a vibe. Right. You know, I, I love that idea of being primary mourners because even if like that isn't if that is like an actual term or even if it isn't, I get what that means. Because when you think yeah. of a funeral, it's like, yes, who's who, who's standing who's near the, the casket? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and who is also kind of the like they they're guiding the, the grief ship, you know what I mean? And like they're sort of the there is there's just that idea of being a principal mourner. Like I think about like when my grandmother died, well, my mom and her siblings were principal mourners, you know what I mean? Yep. But like when my mom's, you know, like great aunt dies, my mom is not a principal mourner, you know? Yeah, she's no. She's an ensemble character, you know? Yeah, she's featured extra in the back. Yeah, yeah. So maybe she'll get a, a moment with the holy water, you know? There we go, yes. Um, but, yeah. I just really loved um, Blanca. I, I just, I think she was so, I, I love like when she gets cancer at the end. I don't love when she gets cancer. That came out wrong. But like, I I just feel like even though it kind of was like, oh my gosh, this, it was just like, I love this. And uh, I love when she asks um, Raimunda about, like she said, you owe me this. Like the way that she says that when mm-hmm. she wants to like find out if her mom is still alive. And now like thinking back on that, like how soon... Did Augustina know? Like, did she know the whole time? 
Right, right. Yeah, I, just, I mean, I don't, it's I don't know. It's crazy to think about all this now. I didn't even think of that until this moment. Well, I think, you know, with her getting cancer, I, you know, when that happened, I thought, okay, well, she's going to die soon in this movie. And she doesn't. She lives yep. to the end of the movie. And then the end of the movie is Irene is, I mean, I love this twist, is that August, Augustina sees Irene, like Irene, you know, comes to her house at the end. Augustina believes that she's a ghost. And Irene says, I'm here to take care of you. And it, you know, and then of course tells her Mundo, you know, it's at least I could do, you know, I'm set her mother on fire, you know. Uh, <laughs> so please, you know. But I mean, I think there was something about the fact that, you know, similar to the way that the women in the neighbor- neighborhood are helpful or the way that Irene wasn't made a boob, you know, with the with the yep. hairdressing situation. I like the fact that the ending was not about, or, you know, did, the movie didn't end with Augustina dying, but it ended on the idea of, like, Irene being here to care for her and to do what she did for Aunt Paula. Yeah, it's so beautiful and so quiet and so... I didn't know that I wanted that ending or like that it was even possible really. But um, I just love that. I mean, that moment when Penelope Cruz comes and just says like, I miss you. And like, Mm. and, but that also confused me because there's this moment where like, you think that, um, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting. Oh, you think that Irene is kind of sneaking away from Raimunda and soul to go to Agustina's house and that, like, uh, Penelope Ramunda doesn't know, but, like, she does know. I'm like, oh, they all know. But, like, mm-hmm. does right. Augustina know? I believe that Augustina has always thought that Irene was a ghost and, and still believes okay. to the end that she's a ghost. And and, and that kind of myth, that, that remains. And I think what that also does is it kind of, like, I think it kind of protects Augustina from the truth as well about her mother. Because I yeah. think if the revelation was that, oh, Irene was alive, well, then the question would come up of, like, well, then whose ashes were buried, you know? And so in yeah. this, like, yes, she she thinks that Irene, the ghost of Irene, can give her answers about her mother. And, you know, we don't really get any, like, resolution on that. But I, it, what this does is I, I don't think Augustina ever finds out about, you know, the, what Irene did to her mother. Yeah, which is... um kind of the only stone left unturned I guess but it's fine it works yeah I mean I think it's you know there's there, I think there's something by the end about the fact that even that she's pretending to be a ghost is like okay we're going to and this has happened throughout the movie is like we're gonna just choose this reality we're gonna just say that this is what the story was you know this is what Raimunda's done with Paola in terms of who she thought her father was you know, and, and even then, like at first, Paola thinks Paco's her father. And then Raimunda says, oh, it was some other guy and he's long gone now. And yep. then we come to find out that it was her father. <sighs> and so it's all about these like, you know, these narratives that we believe. And then I think the idea of superstition is that you like it's this it's this kind of like extreme version of believing a narrative that you don't know if it's true or not, you know? Yeah, oh, it's so beautiful. And and like also and like this movie does not end with this sort of like neatly tied bow if Augustina was healthy because she would eventually find out that Irene is like alive because, you know, the mm-hmm. girls, her daughters are like we want to kind of move back. Maybe. It's just like it's just like they're not going to sell that house anytime soon. I feel like there's this sort of restoration within the family and the home. So like it it's Augustina does have to die. In a way, yeah. In order for that think, to happen, 
I think she yeah Augustine is probably gonna die soon it seems that you know Raimunda and Paula and Irene have are have moved into Aunt Paula's house yeah and um yeah I mean and and then there's also kind of that new reality of like even running the restaurant I mean like Raimunda just decided to you know when with that when that guy was when the owner like left for Barcelona she didn't like buy the restaurant she was just supposed to mind it and now she's running it and so it's like there's also that of like, well, how long are you going to keep that illusion up? Won't he come back at some point? You know? Yes. Uh, I, and I just love uh, first. Okay. There's so many things I should like make a list. I want to talk about um, Paco. I think that was my first bullet, but also the restaurant is so beautiful. Like I want to go there on vacation. Like that's the kind of uh, restaurant I hope to bump into, but I never do. You know what I mean? To have that like authentic, sort of it looks so cool there and like it's watching her behind the bar like she's she is so beautiful it's crazy like i i her outfits and like especially when she's bartending i want like that framed i want a picture of her just like holding a margarita (laughs) oh i know yeah i mean that even like just that, that location i don't know if they built that or what because it's like on some sort of you know uh uh busy not busy street but like there's yeah. other buildings it's a nice and it's, view it's a nice view but then there's just this, like it seems like this open plot of land elevated plot of land that they have you know put down grass and and built this restaurant and so it seems like it was it was dropped there like dorothy's house in oz you know what i mean like yeah. it just it just seems plopped there and it's oh my god yeah just shades of you know it's similar to women on the verge just the shades of red and blue yeah oh. Oh God! It just—it's my favorite red. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's almost like a skinny girl red in a way. You know. Yeah. Totally. Uh, um, how do you say cheater brand in Spanish? <laughs> I want to talk about Paco because he's trash. First of all, too, and like we'll go into more of what I—I I just liked. I was I really appreciated because as soon as he was dead, I was like, fuck, this movie is going to stress me out because mm. I thought it was going to be this whole, you know, uh, dead to me situation where things like there are people just knocking on her door. And I just love that it didn't. I love that she didn't like think even though I, she was obviously stressed, like she just said, like, go to your room. I got it. And she just like right. cleaned it up. And she thought about the restaurant. She's like, I have the keys. Perfect. And I'm going to get. um you know, Yanis, but um, that's not her name in this movie, to help her out, like, bury this thing. And it all just, like, works out. And I just mm-hmm. love that. Yeah, I, I like that it's – she never gets caught. You know, there's never, like, a police investigator who's snooping around the edge yeah, of the movie, yeah, slowing yeah. things down, yes. you know? Like, I think that's what's been so refreshing with all of Pedro's movies is, like, I don't know where these movies are going in terms of, like, they don't – they don't play on any of the tropes that I can rely on. And I love that because it's like, I'm never bored because like there's, there's no familiar, I mean, there's familiar beats sometimes, but like when somebody gets killed in act one, I don't have to sit through an investigation in act two, you know? Yeah. I appreciated it. I love like the knife 
focus. Like mm-hmm. the first time we see the knife is where was it? I think I wrote wrote a note. The knives washing was, dishes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the second time was and it was an aerial shot and there's another aerial shot of her washing the blood off the knife and then like a third one of her chopping bell peppers like in act oh, three. Oh yeah. And I was uh, like beautiful oh. red peppers. Yeah. Pedro, I uh, I'm just obsessed. I'm just I obsessed. Know. That man, I just, you know, I, 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 we, I can't believe we haven't said this yet, or maybe this is something I should save to the end of the the month. But like, a queen? <laughs> I think so. I mean, yes, La Reina, La Reina, La Reina. Yeah. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Pedro. And the other thing, to, I mean. The other thing about that first knife scene where she's washing the knife, it's an aerial shot. And I don't know if this is intentional, but like you are only really looking at Penelope Cruz's like breasts in that scene. Like that is where mm-hmm. my eyes went immediately. You don't even look at the knife. It's just like it's there. And it's like you kind of look at the knife, but you're like, whoa, her cleavage is like, you know, this is a pretty decent shot here. So it's almost like a distraction from it. I just yeah, I can't. You- I can't. It's like you so don't even good. know you're being shown an shown evidence. Like yes. it's, it's like what I like about it is that maybe like the first time you see it, it's like you might not realize you're being shown evidence. And then like once you know everything, then seeing that scene again, it's like appreciating that you're being shown two things at the same time. You're being yes. shown evidence, you're being shown Raimundo's great boobies. Like there's there's even also like just the I don't know that just like the, the establishing world of her like doing the dishes that way, having the bucket in the sink. I'm like, oh, is that how you do your dishes? Oh my god, <laughs> that's sponge, you know. Uh, so yeah, I it, I had no idea this was gonna happen, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it was very like a touch of Hitchcock, but then yes, veers veers away from any of the stress that follows in Act One of Hitchcock. Yeah. It's all like they're like um, there are a ton of Act One guns, but they're like little guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just like yeah. it's all sort of given to you. If it was like if it was a murder, I want to see him do like an Agatha Christie level, like Knives Out. Oh, can we have yeah. that, Pedro? I wonder if if because you know I don't I don't know his his filmography. And I know I've I've poked around, but that's a great question: is has he done like a real murder mystery? Mm. it would be amazing yeah yeah i like the darkest thing of his i know about is like the skin i live in yeah i saw that movie poster that does that sound is that recent it looks recent or am i that just imagining is it? it looks like 2011 natalie portman or someone is that natalie portman it's no. not but i i know i get what you're seeing yeah, yeah i feel like i maybe have thought that in the past let's see well it's antonio banderas and uh who of course we talked about last week and uh oh i don't know her yeah. elena anaya oh okay. but in um the skin i live in is uh marisa paradis or paredes paredes who is in all about my mother who is the iconic Cuba <gasps> rojo oh my queen, like really one of, so far, I can't wait until we talk. Oh, I can't wait until we talk about all about my mother. <laughs> oh my God. It's it, it. The queendom is just extreme, but yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you know, you had other things. You had a bullet point. I don't want to cut you off. You had other things no, you wanted I to I can't even remember on. what it was. Um... Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was just going to zoom in on, I mean, 
you talked about gasping in the last 30 minutes of the movie. And yeah. one part where I really gasped was, of course, when Raimunda sings at the restaurant. Okay. We need to talk about the singing. Yeah. Okay. So... Well, you you go first, or do you want me to go first? Well, I go mean, I we both know that it was it was lip syncing, right? Like it wasn't yeah. actually her singing, and it was unforgivable and, lip syncing, which makes me even more sad. But go on. Yeah, I, it wasn't it, like the singing itself was devastating. Like, yes. oh no. my god, yes. And I, I think I realized halfway through that it was she was probably lip syncing and i mean listen penelope cruz can sell an emotion on her face but so like the face acting was there and i was Mm. like wow whoa 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 but the more i realized that they were two different things the more i was like oh oh man wouldn't this been great you know yeah i just i know she was in the movie not no yeah nine she played like the Jane Krakowski part that like won her a Tony Award. And hmm. I know she has like a very like sweet voice. And like I don't know how well she sings and like but I think it was her in the movie. She got nominated for another Oscar for that actually. Um huh. but I, I was like, this would have been so great if they just like let her sing this like raw in the wind and just like really went there. But maybe it wouldn't have been you know, they had to do what they had to do, but I mean, the face journey, it, there's so much of that scene. I love even before she does sing, where um, she sings a little bit of the song, and then she almost gets embarrassed a little bit, and mm-hmm. she kind of goes back, and the daughter was like, you should sing, and she's like, no, I can't. Like, the way that she, like, grabs her neck and sort of, like, wells up a little bit, it's like right about right before you do karaoke or something, but, like, for her, it meant so much more than that because we know that she was, like, you know, she had this... Alternate, like she's the one who like she went to that audition, right? So their mother, uh, the Sol and Ramuda's mother, okay. there had like go. sent them to some like child singing uh, contest audition or something, and so yeah. it was like you know it was the song I think that she had they had auditioned with as kids. Yes, that's right. I just yeah, I loved it. I loved. it. I mean, yeah, the, the lip syncing may have not been you know uh, spot on lined up, but the overall, I you know. It was it was reminiscent of, you know, we just did on All Right, Mary, we did this whole episode about ballads, you know, ballad lip syncs mm. and things like that. And so one of the ones we talked about was from, and I hadn't even seen the movie, the rest of the movie, but Mulholland Drive. Have you seen the whole movie? Oh, is that why it came up in the text chain? The yes, that's okay. why it came up in the group text. Yes. I have not uh, seen it. I feel like Keon has, but um, I have not. No. Well, that has a really great lip syncing scene where like then you realize halfway through that it's lip syncing and that's kind of like part of the moment. Uh, and and so there was an element of that here where I, I guess I forgave it because I put it on that lens of like oh this is, this is hyper like you know hyper realism or magical realism you know what I mean like this is this is a bit of magical realism so I'm just gonna buy it, and the Penelope face acting was was great but yeah the singing I wanted it to be Penelope it's actually the song is called Volver or Volver yes. uh, depending on who you are by Estrella Morente it's passable she wouldn't have won that lip sync on Drag Race I'll tell you that no, but maybe she I... would have because she really went there she really tore it up Miss Thing <laughs> you really tore it up Miss Thing you're really channeling her right Leslie Stahl yes, yes there it is uh... I just want to maybe because I feel like we, we've been talking about Penelope the whole time but we really I just want to 
it's one of I'm, I don't really have as much Penelope as I want in my sort of you know arsenal mm-hmm. of performances and I I am so like in awe of her I just like even that first scene when Paco is like masturbating behind her like oh, that tear that falls my. from her cheek like yes. her eye I was just like <clears throat> whoa <laughs> yeah just, that was how nuts. she yeah she does a lot of crying in this movie. She's a beautiful crier. I mean, she knows how to do it. Um, yeah. Her crying in the kitchen when Paula tells her that, like, she cu- she killed Paco and just, like, just oh, everything yes. that's sort of going through her head, but, like, knowing that this is such a huge, like, traumatic moment, not only for herself, but for her daughter and, like, even the, the truth behind all of it and how she thinks it was her dad, too. It's like there's so many layers and she has to contain that. When I it's similar to that, just in terms of just like oh, uh, like the you know impactful crying moments. But it, that reminds me of Irene listening to Raimundo sing, and Irene is in the car. <gasps> oh God! And, and it's really it, it's I I can't remember what movie we talked about this where um, it was some movie that was definitely like inspired by Douglas Sirk, and like there was a movie Imitation of Life where. Um, or even there's another movie. It's not Douglas Sirk, but it's called Stella Dallas. And at the end of Stella Dallas, which is the name of like this this woman, this mother, and all the, everything she sacrificed so that her daughter could be happy. And at the end of the movie, like Stella Dallas is like watching her daughter get married. Like her daughter's in in the church getting married, and Stella Dallas is like outside at the window in the rain watching. And she's like, "Oh, I did it." And I feel like Irene watching Raimunda and crying from the car felt like a very Stella Dallas kind of moment. Oh yeah, I mean, she looks so much like Olivia Coleman. Maybe it's just the shadows, but like the way she looked like Olivia Coleman as the Queen. I don't know why. Yes, but like that's yes. the era we're looking at, young uh, Queen Elizabeth. Um, but yeah, I mean, what a moment! And like to know that Penelope Cruz like almost sees her in the car, you know, and like so much so where like she felt the need to duck down and just like mm-hmm. openly sob. It was. So beautiful. I I just I do love when also when Penelope told um uh the friend that goes with her to bury the body, she's like, You you look like you're gonna explode in that. <laughs> oh. She's like wearing this like tiny tank top. I was like, yeah. that is some shade. I mean, talk about being direct. If someone said that yeah. to me, I would like <laughs> which is like I don't even know what I do. I'd end it right, because Raimunda hires uh, Regina, uh, the the local, um, yes, Regina, yes, yeah. you know, the lady of the evening, uh, hires her, and she's like, "Oh, I didn't know you were into girls," or as the subtitles told me, "muff yes. diving." You know, Raimunda's like, you know, just get changed into something comfortable, and and at that point, yeah, uh, Regina's wearing like a, a a tight negligee or whatever, and she's like, "Yeah, you look like you're gonna explode at this." It was that <laughs> was that was great, and I Regina might actually be. At least one of my favorite characters. I just, oh, yeah. that to me was just like one of my favorite uses of a supporting actress, like in terms of how often she appeared, yep. the way that she got to be an integral part of the story. Like, if she showed up in another scene towards the end, my brain would have blown right out my eyeballs. Like, it would have been nuts. Yeah, I I agree. I think she, she's got chutzpah, that one. I, I really yeah. do think she's, she's a good, like, She's a small part, but still a key player. I like you said. I really love that. Um, what, and her name, uh, just to give her yeah. name, is uh, Maria Isabel Diaz Lago. So nice. she does not have an IMDb photo. I don't know why. Oh bummer. 
Uh, she's got a cute little punum, but we love her. Uh, she's an alum. Yeah. Did you? Here's my last question, and then you know we'll we'll bring it on home here. But did you the entire time suspect that there was going to be a big Penelope Cruz going to a 27 moment when she found out that Irene was still alive? Yes, that is a great point. Is that I was expecting that to be, yeah, this big moment. And then she just like spots her mother under the bed and goes, What are you doing under there? I know. And I didn't think that I wanted that, but I'm so, again, I feel like I've said this 16 times already. Like, it was just like a human reaction and it didn't have to go there. It didn't need that dramatic, like, flair I guess and but you know and then eventually she does get overwhelmed and has to go but then she comes back it's just like it's very rational thinking and still really compelling conflict to watch yeah I I I think in a way I was uh, it was another example of something I I liked that my expectations were subverted I liked that Pedro was not going to take me in an obvious direction and then as we and I I was tempted to look to see towards the end of the movie how much more was left but I also wanted to be surprised of what the final scene was going to be because of the way that Women on the Verge ended and how All About My Mother might end. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, that was the end? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like the end of like a Shit's Creek scene. Like, boom, yeah. boom. <laughs> right. It was like, oh, we're going to end on like, you know, uh, her? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I. You got to give it to Pedro. Just like yeah. we give it to Justin. We, yeah, we give if it to Anne Pedro. can give it to Justin, we'll give it to Pedro. Yes, <laughs> if Anne can give it to Justin, then we can give it to Pedro. <laughs> oh. oh boy! Well, I am so excited to continue this this month of Almodovar. Uh, I I love that we are becoming uh, just uh, fans, proficient as we can. Yeah, I yeah. I'm, this was such a joy to watch. I can't tell you how much I wanted to text you during this movie and or text you and um, I didn't I was like I'll save it but I, I really 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 liked this movie I'm, I'm oh. so excited for more and I feel like I'm we glad. there's only there's nowhere to go but up next week that's that's my take I don't know if I, I can mean, take I'm, it it's just too much oh I mean that's gonna be one where I'm gonna be like okay I need to know what you think I just like I know <laughs> you're gonna love it but like I just yeah. it, I'm realizing that I'm like oh I love that movie. I don't just yeah. like it. I lazy Susan love all about my mother. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can't uh, wait. Yeah. Well, as per usual, I have asked the orchestra to uh, curate something relevant to what we talked about this week. So they're Ooh. currently playing that right now. They're playing us off actually is what's Volver. happening. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. They're telling us to Sol actually. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that was a good throwback. There we go. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, so where, before we uh, saw out of here and, and Volver back here for the Best yeah. of After Show, where can folks find more of you? They can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast. And also, Squirrel Friends Cocktail Taylor Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour Jesus is back with Amanda Kaczynski and we're having a blast we're gonna put on another episode this week talking about really nothing because the season 7 of All Stars for Drag Race that was a weird way of saying that doesn't start until the following week but uh yeah listen to me on there and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Kachanov how about you 
Well, you can find me on uh, All Right Mary, uh, currently covering Drag Race España on Patreon and putting out a variety of, of episodes before All Star 7 begins. Uh, and then, of course, you can also find me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at Trucker underscore. And you can find both of us on Instagram in a best supporting capacity at BSA Pod. Or you can send us a, an email at thebsapod at gmail.com. Well, keep your peepers peeled because, as you know, we have an after show coming up uh, right around the river bend. And uh, if you want to join us for that conversation, just a quick reminder, that's at patreon.com slash bsapod, where you will also get early access to every episode that comes out on the main feed. Get on over there, folks. It's a party. We're going to talk about Viola Davis and Oprah today. I mean, yeah. what more do you need? Or tomorrow, rather. Yeah. Cuh, cuh, cuh. Only, you know, only, only ruin my reputation. What, what does Alyssa Edwards say? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm like, and, and scene. Yeah. And that, as they say, is that. Is <laughs> that.